In today's show, we're looking at busts for ESPN and Yahoo points leagues. Michael Bolton, he wants busts, giggity. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We've already had a show today, a live Dynasty mailbag with myself and Kostya. So if you haven't seen that, go and check it out. But now we're going to carry on doing points league stuff, busts for Yahoo and ESPN, and then... Okay, so let's let's get this out of the way. Yesterday, I did a sleeper show, and then the show posted, and ESPN updated their rankings. So, the sleeper stuff on ESPN, your Miles Turner, your Mikhail Bridges, who are like you know, 90 spots out of where they needed to be, that's all been adjusted. So, everything has changed. So, you will see in today's bus show, when I do the ESPN part, that there are now players who literally were on the sleeper show yesterday who are now on the bus show today. I think there's two or three of them who, who have made both lists because they were crazily overranked or underranked yesterday. They made an update and now they're, cra- now they're crazily yeah, overranked. They're too high. So they've got to be on both lists. And that's why all of this is relative. I, I put out a post on my Instagram page before recording this show with one of my slides about the, the center busts. And yeah, just a, a spoiler, DeAndre Ayton is on it. Oh, Ayton's not a bust. Uh, yes, but... That okay, fine, but if you have to pick him at like twenty eight or wherever he's on Yahoo, then it's not good value, and that's what busts and sleepers are all about. It's not saying that you don't like the player. It's not saying they're not good. It's not saying that the team wasted their pick by drafting them. It's not saying any of that. It's saying that if you draft them where they're ranked at the at this current stage, which could change in a week, then you are losing value and it is not worth you doing it. And that is the whole point of doing um, of talking about busts and sleepers. This shit will change. It has already changed for ESPN, and we're using the updated stuff today. So let's get into talking about those updated rankings right now, and let's go to point guard busts. Trey Young is not a bust. Obviously, as a player, he's really, really good. But Yahoo's got him ranked at 12. He was the 22nd ranked player last season in Yahoo Points Leagues. I I think that he is a more back-end second-round points league player versus a back-end first-round guy. I just wouldn't take him there. You know, I need guys to be averaging 46 fantasy points pretty much. And he could do it. He averaged 43 last year. But yeah, to get them at the, the start of the, or start of the second end of the first round, that's what I want guys to average. And I just don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be you know, relatively similar to where he was last year. It might drop off because of the free throw attempt rate might actually fall because of the, the rules uh, there for Young. But I, I just don't think taking him when there are plenty of other guys who I'd rather be grabbing ahead of him. I just don't think taking him at number 12 makes a lot of sense personally. Um, Fred Van Vliet. Now, I really like Fred Van Vliet this season. I think he's a great, great option in category leagues. I think he's considerably underranked. Yahoo has pushed him up to number 19 though. And in a points league, it's too high. I just don't think that that is the value. Now, last season, he averaged under 40 fantasy points per game. That was good for 33rd. I think he can go over 40 points per game, but... 
up to 19. I don't know about that. That's like 45, 46 fantasy points in that. Also, not, not that sort of... It's like 44, 45, that sort of range. I'm not sure he can take that big of a leap forward. It's only four or five points, so it is possible. I just wouldn't invest pick 19 in Fred Van Vliet in a points league draft. Chris Paul's at 24 on Yahoo. We all we like Chris Paul. We like what he does. He was 37th last season, so you're expecting him to be a full round better than he was. I think that's pretty um, pretty ridiculous to expect that, and that's not even including the potential of him getting hurt at his advanced age. Uh, taking him at the end of the second round is pretty crazy. Again, it is a hard job and a pointless job. And yeah, pointless job. That's it. Putting out these one-size-fits-all rankings, which make no sense whatsoever. Because you've got to try and thread a needle between category leagues and points leagues. And in the end, you serve neither community at all. But that's what they do with these axe ranks. So that's why we pick them apart. 24 for Chris Paul is ridiculous. I think 41 for Lonzo Ball is too high. Now, his ADP is 58. That's what the numbers are on the brackets if you are watching on the YouTube show. Lonzo last season was 66th in points leagues in 32 minutes a night. Hard for me to see him being 25 spots better in a situation in Chicago. Maybe he can be the same. Maybe he can be slightly better, but not that much better. It just doesn't seem right. He averaged under 33, uh, under 33 fantasy points per game last year, and I I just don't see him being able to push into that area. Tyrese Halliburton's at 49. Again, much better category league guy than points league guy. He was significantly worse in a uh, category league, sorry, in a points league last year. He ranked 96th. Now, I do think he improves, but 50 spots? Probably probably not. I just don't see that as being a a realistic, uh, realistic outcome for Tyrese Halliburton. And I definitely would not be drafting him there. But what I would be doing is if I'm in a situation where I've got my live sports where I watch somewhere and then my on-demand shows somewhere else and then sports highlights on my phone and then getting someone else's login for something else, it's too much. There's clutter, there's confusion, everything's all over the place. I want to tell you about a simple way to get the entertainment that you love together in one place. Get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. And there's no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. That's directtv.com. Check it out at directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. If you are new to fantasy basketball, you're playing a points league format, there's a new app in town called Sleeper. Sleeper, you may have seen it for fantasy football. They're offering fantasy basketball now, strictly only points leagues, and they only have their game pick format, which reduces the need to stream players in. If that is something that bothers you in fantasy basketball, then maybe Sleeper is the right option for you. They've got a very, very slick app, a great-looking interface, a ton of options for keeper, dynasty, and redraft leagues. But it is just for points leagues. So when you're looking for people who are more familiar with fantasy uh, fantasy football, looking to bring your friends in to play fantasy basketball, maybe give Sleeper a try because that might be the best option that suits all of those people who you're bringing into that league. So download the Sleeper app, get some mates together, and start a fantasy basketball league today. All right. Let's look at some more point guard busts over on Yahoo. I think Jordan Clarkson at 87 doesn't really make a ton of sense. Um, Clarkson had, you'd probably say, a career year last year. He ranked 97th, averaging 28 fantasy points per game. I think expecting him to do that again and then get better than that is probably going to be really tough. So I, I wouldn't be looking at Clarkson inside the top 110 personally. 
and 87 is just way too high. There are so many better guys available on the board. And same with Dennis Schroeder, who comes in at 102 on Yahoo. Maybe, now Schroeder's going to come up a lot on these. He's going to come up in the ESPN one as well. I just don't think that he is going to play the large role that everyone else seems to think. And I could be really wrong on that. So we're going to take a flyer on Schroeder, no problem at all. I just don't think he's coming in and having people go, well, he needs to get his money back. Do you think the Boston Celtics give a shit about that? Do you think they're going, man, our number one aim for this year is to make sure Dennis Schroeder plays enough minutes and takes every shot possible so he can recoup the money that he turned down in his negotiation with the Lakers. They will say, kids, cover your ears. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. That's not what they're about. They're not about giving Dennis Schroeder a chance to make more money. They're about winning basketball games. And maybe they think that those two things align, but maybe they don't. Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, those guys could end up with more minutes. Well, they should end up with more. Smart should end up with more minutes. Schroeder might come off the bench, play 27 minutes in a bench role. He's no guarantee to start or to play 30 plus minutes. And that's what these rankings are assuming. Maybe he does it, but maybe not. Who knows? Um, I, I don't know, but I uh, have my assumption of what I think will happen over in that scenario. Let's look at some shooting guard busts now over on Yahoo. Not that many of them here. Um, I think Zach Levine really stands out to me. We like, we like Levine. I think he's going to be a really good player um, and really solid, but he's up to 21 and he's getting drafted at 18 on Yahoo. He was 25th last season. So you're looking at him and going, well, DeRozan's there. Lonzo's there. Full season of Vooch. He's going to be better than last season. I, I think that's highly doubtful. I don't see how you could put faith in that. I think he's more of a mid to back end third round player in points leagues rather than an end of the second round guy, which is what that rank and ADP would suggest. And a couple of guys it is worth mentioning. These are only late guys, but Duncan Robinson is ranked 116 and Smoke and Joe Harris is at 135. These players to me are not draftable points league guys. They are category league players who really help in that one category of threes with okay efficiency. For points leagues, they don't do what those ranks would suggest that they're going to be able to do. Duncan Robinson ranked 184th last season. Joe Harris ranked 156th. And Harris did that while Kyrie and Harden and KD barely played together. So to me, there's just 116 for Robinson is foolish. In a category league, whatever, that's fine. But in a points league, there's just no benefit for drafting those guys at the current positions where they're ranked. It just doesn't make any sense, and it is strictly a category one. And it is the problem, again, with trying to thread that needle between both those formats of fantasy basketball. Let's look at some small forward bust options. I think Maga Porter Jr. at number 22 is just too high. Um, I think in a category league, you could take a look at Michael there. But he ranked 65th in points leagues last year. Part of the large appeal for him is the insanely high field goal percentage with high threes. But that doesn't really mean anything in a points league. He averaged under 33 fantasy points per game last year. That does not suggest you should pick him at 22. Now, his ADP is at 38. That's still probably a little bit high. To me, he's like a um, yeah, middle to back end fourth round guy rather than end of third round or you know, in this case, end of second round player. And that is highly skewed by some of the hype around him for category leagues. Chris Middleton at 32 is too high as well. Not that I think that, you know, I worry too much about the Olympics or anything like that. He's just not as good in points leagues. 47th ranked player last year. Yeah, we're not looking at him as a guy that we're taking mid third round. He's a fifth round sort of player. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Balenciaga stop, ones. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Yep. 
Uh, Ananobi has is uh, a great pick in a category league. We we really like him there. But he was 76th in points leagues in 33 minutes a night. I think maybe he gets 33, 34 fantasy points, that sort of area. Puts him in that. Now, that ADP of 63 is totally fine for points leagues, but 44 is not. That is not where we should be looking at him. Do not look at him as a top 50 player or a top 60 guy in points leagues. He is not. He, maybe he gets there, but I think you're eliminating so much value by drafting uh, Ananobi at 44 that there's just no point. Mikhail Bridges at 57. A, much like Ananobi, a guy that excels on court and excels in category leagues, but does not excel in points leagues. Last season, he was outside the top 100 in points leagues. Uh, he averaged under 27 fantasy points per game. No indication to me that he's going to suddenly average 35 points a game. So if you're drafting with 57, you are screwing up. It's just a bad pick. And we talked about sleepers yesterday that ESPN, he was at 145. He's not anymore, by the way, but he was at 145 on ESPN yesterday. And that was tremendous value because he's in that 100 to 110 range. But ESPN's brought him into number 90 now, which, you know, based on their format, that's probably about the right spot. But, you know, that is all very, very dependent, isn't it? I don't think Joe Ingles needs to be drafted. He's ranked 123rd on Yahoo. Um, I just don't see gigantic upside. Last season, he played 28 minutes and was 140th. There's a real chance that he plays fewer minutes this season and you know, isn't able to improve on where he was uh, in that last season. Power forwards. Kevin Durant's at number five. Is Kevin Durant a bust? No, Kevin Durant's excellent. I, I know that he is. That is absolutely 100% true. But Kevin Durant in points leagues, is not quite as good as he's in category leagues. He was like fourth in category leagues last year and 11th in points leagues. That was with, again, Harden and, Kate and Kyrie barely playing alongside him. If they're all three healthy for 60 games this year... It's going to be really hard for KD to even get back to 11th where he was last year, let alone picking him at five. In a points league, we're not looking at him in that top area. You know, guys like Tatum and Fox and Lillard and Zion and uh, Paul George and Anthony Davis, perhaps, you know, Harden, Doncic, Jokic, Antetokounmpo, all these guys, I think, jump ahead of KD in a points league. He is not as good in a points league as he is in a category league on Yahoo. Um, and if you want to take him at 12... Sure, no worries. Ten, no, fine. Probably a little high for me, but that's fine. Five, no, no. It's just not. It's just not the move to do in a points league. Toby Harris, the thick hogsman. Um, I think I am a th. T to the h. Yeah, th for life. There is a chance that Ben Simmons is traded, and no one good comes back, or a chance that Ben Simmons sits out and Harris can up his usage. He was 49th last year in points leagues, and they got him at 37. I understand taking that flyer. I'd say the most likely scenario is Simmons is traded and a pretty good player comes back and the usage bump for Harris is only marginal. It's not gigantic. Maybe Simmons just doesn't get traded and doesn't play, and then Harris does get a boost. I wouldn't be taking him, though, there basically at the end of the third round, hoping for that. John Collins, I think that's too high for the Baptist. Last season, he was 72nd in points leagues. He averaged under 32 fantasy points. Yeah, to get to 45, you want him at like 36 fantasy points. Maybe he does it. I wouldn't want to take that hope that he jumps 30 spots in the rankings, which is what you're assuming he does if you're drafting him there. And I think that's pretty foolish. While the wiki, Chris Boucher, this is another one of those ones. How do we slide it in between his value in categories and points leagues? And I think they've failed there getting him at 68. And his ADP at 54 is way too high for me. In a points league, it doesn't make sense. There's a chance he's not a top 100 points league guy this year. He was, what, 82nd last season? And I'm not sure that he can necessarily even have that same value. And then Bob Covington, um, much better category guy than points league guy. He's at 82, spot on for a category league. 
too high for a points league. He averaged under 26 fantasy points last year. Probably the same area for him again this season, and that's not indicative of a guy you pick at number 82. That's just not the right sort of move. But what is the right move is getting the best tasting protein bar ever. And that is Built Bar. If you have your favorite flavor, great. What is it? Raspberry, cookies and cream, mint brownie, salted caramel. But if you don't know your favorite, get a mix box and get all of those great flavors and get to find out what is your favorite so you can join in the What's My Favorite Built Bar conversation, the best conversation going. These are not only delicious though, they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. So, Head to built.com and load your box up with however many, uh, load your card up actually with however many boxes you want and get 15% off by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's L O C K E D 1 5 at built.com to get the best tasting protein bars ever. Football is back. Action on the gridiron has started. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Sign up today to take advantage of all the great offers at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's move into looking at some center bus. This is the slide that I put up on my Instagram. DeAndre Ayton's at 29. Um, yeah, I just don't... I just don't see it. Aiton last season in a points league was 64th. I think he improves from there. But to get to 29, that's just a strong no in a points league. I just don't see him getting enough usage, 20 points per game to get there. Category league, maybe, maybe I could see it. That's a possibility. I, I, I would consider it in a category league. In a points league, I would not. Rashawn Holmes at 36 is absolutely a category league adjustment. He's in at 36 now, 53 ADP. Um, that 53 ADP is fine, but it's also based on what his prior rank was, and it's going to start to come down. He, to me, is like a 50 to 70 type points league guy, not a guy you grab in the third round. That's pretty insane to me. And then you got the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Rock DJ. Um, yeah, you look at, at Williams, again, I really think he's going to have some good value in a category league. He was 120th in points leagues. That's like 50 spots behind where he was in category leagues. I think, again, in the 70s, sure. But inside the top 50, no thanks. That ADP at 69 will come in tremendously as this, we get close to the season. But, yeah, if you're getting him around 69, giggity. Uh, where's my giggity? Giggity! There it is. Um, yeah, I think that's fine, but I just think that's going to come in. Miles Turner, again, a much, much better Category league guy than points league player. He was 63rd last year in points leagues. They got him at 39. It's too high for him in a points league. I think you're looking more in that 65 to 80 range to draft Miles Turner in a points league. And then Dan Gafford, who I do like. I do like him at 95 in a category league for sure. There's a lot of uncertainty though. And in points leagues, he's just not as good. 110 to 125 sort of range, absolutely fine, which is close to where his ADP is. But that rank, again, ADP will start to get influenced by more by those updated ranks as we move closer to the season. So expect that 116 ADP for Gafford to start to come into that rank of 95 for him. We've got some more center bust to talk about. 
Brook Lopez at 88, I, there's no justification for that whatsoever. I don't think there's no reason to have Brook Lopez there. He was 135th last season, and I don't expect him to be that much better, if better at all. There's no way that you take him there. Mitch Robinson at um, at 70 doesn't make sense either. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Look, even if he does take it from here, that's just not... It's just not the right spot for Mitchell Robinson. Like, it just doesn't make really any any sense whatsoever. He was 122nd last season. I'm not sure he's a top 100 points league guy this season. That's crazy. Andre Drummond, we know that's insane for the big avocado. ADP of 88. What is wrong with people? 99 for him as, as a ranking. No sense. Do not do it. Please do not draft him. And then Steven Adams at 106. I don't know what the hell Adams is going to do this season. But last year, in 28 minutes, he ranked 138. Do we expect him to be better in Memphis? I expect him to play fewer minutes, to be honest. They've got Jackson, Clark, and Tillman, who can play all minutes at the five. There's no need to rely on Adams for 28-plus minutes a night and for him to be significantly better than he was last season. I, I just don't see that as a, um, as a viable scenario. So let's go to ESPN now. As I said, they have updated their rankings. So be aware of that. Some of these guys you might have seen on yesterday's Sleeper Show, but everything changes. Look at Eric Bledsoe at 89. No. No, that's a, that's a big no for me. Bledsoe might start, but I am not investing the 89th pick in Eric Bledsoe. I'm just not, I'm just not doing it. I can't, can't explain it. Dennis Schroeder is at 95. I've already spoken about why I don't think Schroeder's a good pick. His ADP is actually higher at 84. I'm not interested in it. I could be wrong in it, but I'm not interested in it. Ravishing Rick Rubio at 128. Rubio's value in a, uh, a category league is fine because he gives those assists and steals. In a points league, last season he was 129th. I, I do not think that he's replicating that necessarily. He's, he's playing behind yeah, Garland and Sexton. And while Rubio might say, oh, I'm going to play a ton of minutes, those guys are going to get 34 a night. Uh, is Rubio going to play every other guard minute? I, I really don't think that. I don't think they're going with strictly a three-guard rotation, and that's it. So I really don't think Rubio is going to replicate what he did um, last season at all. It just doesn't make um, doesn't make a lot of sense for Cleveland to do that. Look, it's good to have that backup point guard who's useful, but I don't think you want uh, ravishing. And I, actually, when I gave his ranking, I was giving his um, Yahoo Points League ranking. So I need to get his um, need to get his ESPN ranking up. If my screen would uh, respond, that would be awesome. Oh, let me just bring it up for you. There we go. I think we're back in action. Now, last season, he was 117th in ESPN. Oh, maybe that's not as bad. Nah, it is still pretty bad. DeJounte Murray up at 27. Whew. That is, uh, that is high for DeJounte Murray. Could DeJounte Murray get there? He was 54th last season. I think he can improve from 54th. Could he get to 40th? Yes. 27th? Um, I, I don't want to invest that early third on him. His ADP is still lagging, as you can see, because these were updated a day ago. It's at 75. That was way too low, clearly. Um, but 27 is too high. And there's un too much uncertainty for me with Ben Simmons. Last season, he was 49th. And, and I've said this a million times, that whatever scenario he goes to, it's probably going to be better in Philadelphia. But I'm not spending pick 30 on Ben Simmons until I know what the hell's going on. Pick 45, pick 50, pick 60, sure. But just I'm, I'm going into a draft assuming Simmons is like an injured player heading into the air. I just don't know where he's going to be or what's going to happen. So I'm not investing pick 30 into Ben Simmons at um, at this stage in proceedings. Shooting guard busts. Don't know why we brought Jalen Suggs all the way in to number 60. Uh, no, there's no way that I'm investing the fifth round pick in Jalen Suggs 
who may not be a top 100 guy, may not be a top 150 guy for the first couple of months. That is insanely high for a rookie. And the same goes for Cade Cunningham. Now, I do not, do not know why Suggs is rated higher than Cunningham, but I'm still not spending Cunningham, you're know, spending pick 62 on Cade Cunningham. I think he's more of an 80 guy, 85 guy in points leagues, maybe 60 when you get to head-to-head playoffs, but I'm not investing that pick in him. Colin Sexton at 49. Um, last season, Sexton was 59th. I'm not certain that he even replicates that number. He could, but I'm not certain that he does. He'd be around that 35 fantasy point mark in ESPN. 49 is just too high. 65 is fine. It's not a big difference, but I think it is worth mentioning that I wouldn't be reaching up for 49 for him. Bud Heald is at 63. That one doesn't make tons of sense. He was 81st last year. Not only is he not a great points league guy, but the threat of a trade for Heald, I think, reduces his value in almost every situation. So I don't know why I'm paying premium dollar for to, to get him with that uncertainty. And then Terry Rogier, uh, getting him at 51. I think Rogier's numbers were obviously a little bit inflated last season. They have dropped him. He was 43, so he's dropped back to 51 now. But I just don't see him um, necessarily replicating what he did last season and probably dropping off a little bit. That's not a huge, huge bust, that one. But it's not one that I'm supremely interested in. In that, uh, in that position. Let's look at some small forwards. And there's not that many busts. The, the rankings update has been pretty good for ESPN. Um, John Isaac at 67. I don't know why you would invest that. Isaac, again, a much better category league guy than he is in points leagues. And that's like, he was at 104. And they brought him into 67. So at 104, I thought there was maybe a bit of steel value in him. At 67, I think it's too high for a guy that we're uncertain about if he's even going to be ready to start the year. Chris Middleton, like we talked about on the Yahoo one, he's a much better category league player than a points league guy. And then I've got to mention this one because I'm all in on Paul George in the first round, the back end of the first round for category leagues. I'm not for points leagues. In ESPN's points format last year, Paul George ranked 28th. I think that he is a solid second round guy and top 20 player, but not at number eight. There is I cannot justify him at number tw- number eight. Now he will have a higher usage with Kawhi out, and that's why he's going to jump up from number 28. But I don't think he's getting all the way up to number eight. I just don't think that that is a particularly good use of such a high-value asset at number with pick number eight there. Power forwards, not many to talk about, but Chris Boucher at 74. I talked about him in the Yahoo section where I'm just not certain that he's going to be that guy. He was 76 last year. I'm not certain he even does the same thing. That's not outrageous, that pick, but it's fine. And then Rob Covington, last last uh, well, last day. I was going to say last day. The word is yesterday. Yesterday, he was ranked 132nd, and I said he was a sleeper, actually. But now he's come all the way into 92, and I think that's too high for his uh, fantasy points value on ESPN. So that's why everything is so relative. And you can see his ADP is there at 135. Yeah, that's really showing what his rank was prior to this update. Um, And then lastly, let's look at some center busts. Montrez Harrell is at 50. What? No. You you know, no, no. 50. He was 120th last season. Maybe he's better in Washington. In fact, I'm pretty sure he will be. Not at 50 though. That ADP is at 112. Um, I thought that ADP at 112 for Harrell made him a pretty good pick. 50, no way. Uh, Jakob Pertl at 55. We realize this is a points league, yeah? Um, Pertl was 104th last season. He will be better than last year. And I think if you look at him in the 80 zone, fine. 55, no. Jared Allen at 64, also too high in my mind. 
Allen was 78th last season. I think he's around that similar area. You're expecting a, a step forward. Now, that ADP of 94 for Allen is fine. It's really good. But yeah, getting up to 64 is too high. And then DeAndre Aiden, similarly. 60, 36 for him is an updated rank. I believe he was. Let's have a look where he was ranked before that. He was at 59, which would have been really good value. But now he's pushed all the way to 36, which I think is probably around too high for his fantasy points value. So this is it. That's your points league busts for ESPN and Yahoo. We'll probably do another updated one as we get closer to the draft, as things adjust again. But remember, as things change, you've got to be nimble. And that's why you're having things like Basketball Monster, where our projections are there. And you can see actually how guys project out rather than trying to base it off what Yahoo and ESPN is doing with ranks and ADPs, actually seeing how things are projected and what changes and whatnot. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. You know what? Should we chuck in another invite for my league? We won't. We'll actually do that tomorrow. Stay tuned. There will be an invite for tomorrow in that league coming up. Guys, thumb me up, ring my bell, leave a comment. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.